Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I'm Tim, and um, the topic of our podcast today is Marie and the guillotine. We've got a, so it's a little bit different topic today. We're doing an actual his, historical topic, but it'll be bloody. Who picked this topic? I did, thank you very much. But it'll be Michael bloody. by yourself? Bloody and gory, I promise. We'll have some blood and gore. Yeah, my mom was real disappointed in it. She said, what murders are you doing next? Yeah. I said, we're, I actually do a Marie Antoinette. Well, did she kill anybody? I said, <laughs> she's got her head cut off. So she said, well, that's, and that counts. <laughs> so um, we'll get in and talk about the guillotine, the history of the guillotine, and also um, its most famous victim, Marie Antoinette. But before we do that, let me in- introduce our panel. I'm joined here on my left by... The very stunning, uh, the very um, sweet, kind, generous. No, she left, Timmy. We got the devil here. Oh, well, there's an empty seat beside it. Yeah, okay, okay. Wow. Um, but we, but uh, you, you make me rank a good point. We, I'm also joined by the Empress of Evil, <laughs> Queen of Mean, the, uh, uh, I don't know what hell, I don't know what the names are. Or did I miss something? Satan's dirty little secret. Satan's dirty little secret. Brandy. Mm-hmm. How are you, Brandy? You guys are asshats. That's well, how I am. That's how I am. You know, that is not a nice thing to say to your about your colleagues. The person, people that you work together. Well. The people you work with every single they day. They quit being an asshat. Hmm. And I won't have to say it. Then let me introduce our other colleague, who is far more... Uh, Far more. Uh, yeah, he's better. Pleasant. Well, he's not. He's nicer. That's for sure. Is he? Well, mm-hmm. sometimes most people would say so. Mm-hmm. Hey, intelligent. Uh, most people go along with that. Uh, uh, debonair. Mm-hmm. Nobody goes. Those are what I'm saying. Impotent. Yes. I got the bionic penis. That's for remember? sure. <laughs> you have the bionic penis, Demi. The most dangerous man in podcasting today, the Honorable Colonel Charles Beauregard, Hawkwaters III, affectionately known as Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? Wonderful, Timmy. I got lunch today. Yes, you got a free lunch today. Got a free lunch today. Because we brought Timmy it to brought you. me in my lunch. Yeah, I try to do, you know, try to do my good deed every once in a while. But Just other than that, how are you? Other than getting your free lunch. Um, well, the weather's been nice. I've been out with that uh, with that with that hound and uh, the Rudy Meister. 
the Rudy Meister. He's he went out. I took him out the other day. Um, I gotta give a shout out to me. Saturday night we had a uh, surprise party for my daughter. It was her yes, birthday. Yes, happy Sarah. birthday, Sarah. I'm sorry we missed that last time. So that was a that was a lot of fun. Had had the boys all in town. Um, showed up for it. So, so you guys went bowling, didn't you? Um, we had to, we had it at a party room at a bowling alley, and then a bunch of people went bowling. Now the colonel don't bowl because um, you suck. Yeah. No, because I Are view bowling as one of those things that, uh, much like knitting or collecting stamps, or once you do those things, you're just sitting around waiting to die, Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> Once yeah. you start bowling? Once you start Once you bowling, bowling, yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, it's the downhill slide. Yeah, it's about over then when that, yeah. be, when that becomes your form of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Lots of people bowl. Nobody says you had to do it all the time, but you could have bowled a game or two for your daughter's birthday. Well, no, there was lots of people bowling. <clears throat> but I'm just saying that it that He's when it becomes stuck up prick. The, the colonel don't take off his cowboy boots to put on some clown shoes. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, this, this food, their <laughs> shoes got to be gross, too. Oh, they're foul, too. Yeah. They're foul, foul things. Yeah. So. I I refuse to participate in any sport where I have to use other people's shoes. I, I am not I, surprised by that. I, and when you have to borrow a ball, Timmy. If you have to borrow balls. Yeah. You can't use your own balls. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, these people take this stuff seriously, Tim. I mean, they come in here. They got the bag, and they got. The oh, I know. You know, you know what it's like. It's like playing softball, and you play, and there's always a guy who's got his knee and his elbow wrapped up, mm-hmm. and he's coming in. He's got his, uh, you know, a special, ba- uh, special softball bat in a bag, and he's playing like he's playing like you know co-ed softball. <laughs> yeah, got the eye black hair under his cheeks, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what you should have done when you went bowling. You should have yeah, had the black on. my black on. How do you find two people that do nothing? <laughs> now, the Colonel played softball for years and years and years, but I never played no co-ed ball. But you don't now. And yet you're well, making fun of. No, I mean, even when I played. The bowlers. No, even when no, I played. No, because you have this, this whole class of characters who look listening. like ball players. No, I stopped listening. Now, you know this out of you yourself. Just move forward. When you was playing in your lesbian softball league in college, um, you had girls that would, uh, they'd have all the right gear and they just looked like they was good players. They looked the part. But she then when the ball the, came to them, they for just, the Dayton Dykes, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Now, come on. It was only in college. There ain't nobody judging you, devil. No, you're allowed to experiment. You're allowed to experiment. experiment with lesbian was, softball. Lesbian during college or something. Lesbian yeah. until graduation. Yeah. She was the love. It was it Cincinnati, Cincinnati carpet cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> the Richmond rug munchers. <laughs> but we don't judge you, Brandy. We really yeah. don't. We love well, lesbians. There ain't nothing wrong with that. No, we love lesbians. Especially hot lesbians. Yeah. The lipstick lesbians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad for you. Not the, not the peggers. I'm so glad you guys got a kick out of it. No. So <laughs> we are opposed. Funny. Very opposed Pittsburgh to the peggers. The Pittsburgh peggers, yeah. We don't like those. Well, you you got to walk with your back against the ball all the time. You're around them. You know what I mean? And, you know, and I, this would... 
we have been we have been a, a team for uh, quite some time, and you know we embrace each other's uh, quirks and, and strangenesses, and and we don't judge you for what you did in the past, no, devil. No, we don't. We judge you what you do now. And we judge you harshly for what you do yeah. now, but um, but we don't judge your past. So it's okay. And we're and we support uh, gay and lesbians and absolutely, we're hundred percent so behind your choice to be a lesbian and we just, softball you know, player. We, we're just sorry that you're you know that you, you don't feel comfortable enough that you, you can't know. accept yourself. Yeah, you so, It's called self loathing, devil. Now. Yeah. Right. You deserve loathing. You yeah, deserve loathing. There's loathing but that's not justified, because of, but, but not, not because, because of that. Right. right, not because of that. There's plenty of reasons to loathe the woman, <laughs> but not that. Right. Any uh, any uh, comments, uh, Brandy? No. <laughs> okay, Colonel. Uh, do we have a sponsor? Um, well, you know, our, our friend of the show has always bobbed me as a son painting. Yeah. Um, I believe he just got a... Got done with a big job. Um, I heard he was pa- uh, going to be painting the uh, space station. Is that true? He had to, they wanted to, uh, oh, what's that place? Michelangelo. He did it on oh, the ceiling, Sistine uh, Chapel. Sistine Chapel. Need some touch-up. They got Bob in there. Oh, okay. Uh, but I also heard mm-hmm. he might be working on the Skylab. Mm, yeah. Yeah. He's going to go up there. It's hard to paint with no gra- and zero gravity. It is. I mean, the, the it, paint just goes everywhere. It just goes, it just yeah. blobs. The trimming goes. is just impossible. <laughs> yeah, it's a bitch. And then try try to put masking tape up. Oh, the, yeah. yeah. But, you know, Bob Mia don't even use masking tape, Tim. No, you don't have to. You know, he's the got, best steady you got a hand like a brain surgeon, Timmy. Yeah. His hand just don't shake at all. He's been stroking for... He, he's been smooth stroking for 27 years, Timmy. Yeah. You got any shout-outs, Colonel? Um, let's see. I got a shout-out, um, of course, always to Lady Beverly mm-hmm. and Sully. Um, got a shout-out. Give Allie a shout-out. Mm-hmm. She uh, She's a woman from South Wales there. Yeah, Allie's uh, cool. She's um, she's always bought cool herself stuff. three pairs of sunglasses, which for the life of me, I never understand. Well, they have those. Uh, they got those very. You need one for violet. different outfits. Well, and you got those violet rays down there in Australia. Violet way rays. Ultraviolet. Yeah. yeah. Is she in violet. Australia? No, uh, I think she's South Wales in England. I, no, I think she's in Australia. South Wales. Where the hell is it's it? In Australia. Allie, please post and tell us where you're. It's in Australia. Wales is. Okay. Um, South Wales. Uh, Wales let's see. We got uh, we got Kim Taylor, of course. Kim who Taylor we down want to in give Kentucky. A shout out to. Down in uh, yeah, down in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. She all right for Kentucky though. She seemed like she probably wears shoes and stuff. Yeah, her um, teeth. She. I think she moved around, um, but she's she's a uh, transplant. She's now living in. Kentucky. Oh, okay. So she's used to wearing yeah. shoes. So she, yeah, okay. she's more. Um, um, yeah, she wasn't. She's um, not a of course, always Erica. Um, and and as we have have Buttercup, Buttercup. Buttercup. Yeah, I'm gonna say hi to um, uh, also to Brittany Buttercup, Brittany's Brittany Buttercup. Uh, boyfriend Chris, who listens to the podcast. But, mm-hmm. So hi, Chris. Thank you for listening. And Brittany was the only one to come forward. The only one courageous enough to come forward to side with the Colonel on the on the whole. Dirty flower episode. Although Michael says he lets his wife um, uh, go up the old dirt road on special occasions. Did yeah. not catch that one. Yeah. Did so, not catch that. So, yeah, South Wales is in 
Australia, you dumbasses. Oh, I did I, not know that. Well, now you well, I'm sorry. I don't look like fucking Magellan over here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got, some, I've got some shout-outs, uh, too. I barely know where Cincinnati well, hold is. Hold on. I have not finished mine. To me, He's not <clears> finished, <throat> clearly. All right. Who do I have to... Do I even have to say a name? Come on, Timmy. Give me a D. Just say it. Give me a D. Just give the shout-out. Devil, give me a D. No, I'm not doing that. Shout-out, please. Come on, Dottie Scott. You know you're our favorite. Okay. Uh, uh, number one fan, and the reason we do this show, Dottie Scott. Um, uh, Stephanie, by the way, is her last name is Quick. Stephanie, Stephanie Quick. Quick. We yeah. got that settled. It. Yeah. They, she said it was a screw up on Facebook that wouldn't allow her to get it corrected or something. So I'd like to say hi to her, give her a shout out. We have a new Brandy, Brandy McKenzie, who listens. Thank you, Brandy, for listening. Glad you could join us. We have um, Lorette, I believe it's Lorette, who gave us, um, um, she loved the uh, Evelyn Dick story, and she gave us a couple of uh, suggestions for we're going to look into from, I think she's from the UK, so we're going to look into those. Um, Trisha, uh, we said, did we say Mary Ray? Um, Mm -mm. Tasha, and as you said, Elise, and then Katja. Katja? Is that how I'm pronouncing it right? From Celine. <clears throat> and Celine. Katja from uh, Denmark. Thank you for joining us. And for all of you who listen um, and follow us on the regular History Dweeb page, thank you very much. But we have a History Dweeb group that you can join on Facebook. It's called History Dweebs, the podcast, uh, where we uh, – the History Dweebs page is kind of limited uh, on what you can post. I set it up as a blogger, so – most of it, the postings is only things that I can post. But if you join us on the History Dweeb, History Dweeb's the podcast group on Facebook, uh, we uh, just starting that up, and we're getting a lot of interaction, and it's really cool because people can post things, and we can, um, you know, make, they can make fun of us and do whatever. So, did you throw? Did you mention Charlie's crazy ass? I forgot. Charlie and her husband Lars have a podcast yeah. called. <clears throat> Uh, unblocked. Yeah, so check it out when you get a chance. So, Okay, so let's get into... We're going to talk about... As I said, we're going to talk about Marie Antoinette. But before we do, we're going to talk a little bit about the history of the guillotine. Because this whole... The climax. You like this term? The climax. The whole orgasm. Yeah, of this podcast is when uh, Marie Antoinette meets her fate at the hands of the uh, guillotine. So before we talk about Marie Antoinette, we're going to talk a little bit about the guillotine, and nobody can talk uh, about the guillotine. There's nobody I know who's more um, well-versed in the art of torture than my good colleague here, Colonel. Um, no kidding. Uh, the colonel. So, colonel, can well, tell us a little bit about the guillotine. And, you know, I had to learn about all these things when I, when I started... Uh, to put together the Colonel Justice Group. Right. Because there's different, you know, like the devil, we probably, well, I'll, I won't get onto her for right now, but she deserves some Colonel Justice. But anyway, guillotine is a, is a strange thing. It's a, uh, it's designed to efficiently carry out an execution by lopping off your head. Doesn't seem like a strange thing. Well, well, it doesn't seem like strange to you, you Satan worshiping, head dropping. I mean, that that yeah, that's not strange to you. To people like me and Tim, that's we see strange. a guillotine and we go, ooh, that's not. There was a thing on the uh, uh, that I think Brittany posted on our page about that guy, the rock uh, punk rock 
singer who his name was Pussy, by the way. Mm-hmm. He had uh, decapitated his girlfriend and had sex with her head. So, oh a, yeah, that guy. That's one thing that the guillotine would be, come in handy for. It would come in handy, and as as I said on the page, the guy just wanted a little head, and she said okay, and I think she wasn't yeah, but really. That's kind sure of a one shot thing, though, dude. I mean, I don't know if it's a one shot <laughs> thing because a head won't. Well, I mean, stay, you know what I mean. It just, it's time, time. What about the guy who poked out both his eyes and ate one? Yeah, that was cool, too. That was on there. That's fucked up. Why would you do that? It's crazy. Well, why not eat both if you poke them both That's out? what I'm saying. Did yeah. you not have time to pop them both in like M&M's? Maybe. Maybe, well, maybe no, it wasn't you, How You're going to need one eye to find it. <coughs> you're gonna eat he your poked eyes them both you out. Yeah. Oh, he poked them both out and yeah, only ate one? Yeah, poked them both out and ate one. Oh. So you should know what the fuck you're talking about before you start yammering on. But go ahead about the guillotine. Yeah, back to the the devil seem a little cranky. You got the PMS devil. Her, she's she's got, got her the PMS. Uh, her friend is her monthly friend is my busy. monthly mm-hmm. friend is not here. Okay, well, it seems like somebody's. I'm going to put a poll up after this on the History <clears> Dreams <throat> podcast page to people to see if the, our listeners think that it's time for your monthly friend. It is not. Or time if, for if my the devil friend. just seemed especially cranky, because I, do you even have your monthly friend when you're in the menopause? You haven't had hot flashes or something over there, devil. Oh, she's transitioning. Mm, she's she's to, mo- making to, a just change to to, making, to, to manhood. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Okay, so I'm. We, She's not finding any of this amusing. Well, one sentence into this, and I've already got distracted because the devil's shocking, in a terrible. Chuck mood. got distracted. Good thing we were sitting down for that revelation. See how how she's getting already. Yeah, it's okay, devil. Yeah, we got yeah. some M and M's over there. She's, you know I got M and M's over there. <laughs> no, we know this is a very difficult time in your life, and you know when you start throwing a penis, it's very. <laughs> <laughs> it can be stressful, and, and this this falls in line with Timmy's uh, Timmy's uh, theory that Chuck is there were age, age, so he doesn't know. As women age, they grow penises. So there was that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Why are you taking a shot at me? I thought we were teaming up against the devil. Yeah, what are you doing? Every man for himself. You know what? Yeah, I think he's seeing which side this is going to come yeah. down on, and you just got fucked. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm kind of like Mitt Romney here, <laughs> <laughs> seeing who's going to be ahead in what state. But go ahead, please. Okay, well, guillotine, it, it, it consists of a tall, upright frame and a weighted angle blade, which is raised to the top and suspended. And then they take the condemned person and they bend them on the hands and knees. They uh, tie their feet. Uh, <laughs> they tie their feet down. Yeah. Um, sometimes so far, it, so good. Sometimes it will. So far, it's Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it will bugger them before the execution. They do not. <laughs> there's no buggering. It could happen. No tied down. On the hands no, there's there's statutes against buggering. You know what? Now, now buggering. Whatever. And you know what else? But you know, think about this though. If you was gonna execute, you know, all those you executions. Might as well get some ass. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that, that's the guy that gets hit. You know somebody guy. tried to jump in there and get the dying quiver, Timmy. Yeah. You know what the dying quiver is, No, right? tell me. What's sad is that you know what it's the dying when, quiver is. It's when the poor bastard, not the poor bastard, the dirty bastard will be behind the person, mm-hmm. buggering them. Uh-huh. And I believe when your head gets lopped off, I would assume every muscle in your body would tighten up and clinch up. Yeah. So... You know, it became uh, yeah, a it I became see. a fetish kind of thing. Uh, they I called see. it the Iron Quiver. Yeah. How do you know about that? 
I was in, I, I researched you the heard. subjects, though. You read. You if you did shit. anything more than you read, can't even spell together, I must say this. that I went by his office before I left the office yesterday. I went by his office, and he had he had on his computer. He had up all these torture devices and guillotines and shit. Again, Saturday night. That's yeah. all he's doing. Yeah, okay. I was out doing the Lord's work. And I he's think I around. think he was doing research. But okay, Colonel, please continue. Well, anyway, so you're down on your hands and knees. Your head's dropped in this little board that's got a cutout. For your head, yeah. Um, you may or may not get buggered depending on if your family's rich and you pay off the guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's interesting you say that because they're some of them did pay. For Actually, it. they would pay to make sure to play. With, uh, yeah, I'll get to that okay. one. Um, okay. So then they they release the blade. It falls down swiftly mm-hmm. and severs the head. And usually, they had a basket that it would fall in. Now, I did some research well, on this. It would make sense. I mean, otherwise, you've got the fucking head rolling down the street, and you got to go chase it. And that <laughs> yeah. happened. It did happen, actually, a couple times. Um, now, there is some question as to whether you could stay alive or not after your head's chopped off. Yes, how yes. long? For how long? Yeah, this is interesting. And Just long enough to most, watch your head roll down the street. I, I did some research on this, and they said that you're probably... Would stay alive for about four to five seconds. Because yeah, you still got oxygen in your brain. You still got blood flow through your brain. You still got oxygen. It would be about four or five seconds before the oxygen completely blacked out. Um, the only, um, you know, there had been a couple instances where people were like, talk actually, you know, moving their mouths, but they said yeah. that was. Yeah. Just spasms that I they were having. Where, where people but they were, used to tell people to blink their eyes for third, for as long as they could after they got guillotine because uh, they was trying to find out. Yeah, help us with this research. But yeah, then, I, I would be like, fuck you, you know? I'm not yeah, I know. Who's cooperating? It's like, yeah, let me help you out. Let me do but everything I, I, I can. I had read out. reports where, where, you know, people would have like this scrawl, you know, this giving these dirty looks to, you know, the yeah. executioner. Well, what if some bitch smoked a cigarette? <laughs> He had a cigarette him. in his mouth, his last cigarette, and he kept puffing on it for like 20 minutes after. after the Did he? 20 minutes. <laughs> I think that might be a little assessment. Okay. But I I've seen people where I have read reports where people would like give this dirty look to... to I think they have a dirty look, too. Yeah. <laughs> the executioner, yeah. as their head is, you know, on the ground, they'll look up. <laughs> you you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh. now, I think, it, yeah, I think I'd be pissy, too. Now, it really gained popularity in, in France um, during the French Revolution. It was celebrated as the People's Avenger, Timmy, by supporters of the revolution and vilified as a preeminent symbol of the reign of terror by opponents. I really wanted to be now, most, I would have loved to have been at the reign of terror. Yeah, I'm not really sure that I would have wanted to be because they, you know, they were just pulling people off the street and chopping their heads off. Yeah, but I mean, I would like to like seen it, but not like been there. I would like to been like an invisible bystander. I believe, and because I think it would have been fascinating. Uh, I would have liked to been. What did I tell you guys? The four places I'd like to been during the French Revolution, Cambodian thing. Yeah, French Revolution, uh, Nazi Germany. Not because I approve of Nazi, just because I think it'd be. Interesting sociologically. Um, what else? Anthropologically. What else? Uh, the Killing Fields. The Killing Fields in Cambodia. And there was another one. 
China, the uh, Cultural Revolution in China. That was Cambodia. Yeah. But the good news is we're going to have Donald Trump in a few months, so we'll get a go. I'll get a look <laughs> through that. This is what it's like anyway. All right. Go ahead. I'm not um, a fan of that. Now, the most famous victim, of course, of the guillotine mm-hmm. is Marie Antoinette. Yes. And she. Let them be uh, cake. And she we'll get to her that. story shortly. Maybe I like um, cake. Well, and that's what she said. And actually, that's a that's oh, a hey. because she said, "Let them eat Twinkies." No, she did not say either one. But go ahead. Mm-hmm. That's what Twinkies were invented back in. You're stepping on my story. My bad, Timmy. I'm Let them eat cake. Steps on you your story. Yes. <laughs> so, now the name dates from this period, but similar devices have been used elsewhere in Europe um, over, over several centuries. And one was a smaller one that used a axe. Mm-hmm. Um, the head of an axe, a wide axe, and for it, smaller just heads, weighed it down for uh, for bigger asses. No, nah, it's just a por- it's axe handle wide. It was portable. It was portable. You could take it around with you. Um, <laughs> That's what my daddy know, used to say. What's that? Her ass was big as six axe handles or something along those lines. <laughs> That's big. Uh, what? If you got a huge ass, you have to measure it in axe handles. I think that that's the way you need well, to Does that mean know. that she could fit six axe handles in means a if you No, it means that if you lay out axe handles. Twerking fool. Oh, okay. That means, <laughs> okay. That means she She's was a twerking wide, fool. more wider than tall. <laughs> man, now, he, see, that's not a good look. My dad was a man of many sayings. <laughs> I can tell. Okay, now let me get here. Dr. Dr. Joseph Guillotine mm-hmm. is who the guillotine was named after. Sounds a made-up name. Joe. Sounds like a made-up name. Yeah. Joe. Yeah. Joe G. <laughs> Joe G. Joe um, G. And he, he worked for the French Mafia. You know what his and patients called him? Joe G. Doctor. <laughs> Dr. Joe G. <laughs> he worked for the French Mafia at this time. He did not. And wait, he wait. was a hitman for the French no, Mafia. No, no, no. So they wanted a way for them was. to... Uh, Dispose of their victims quickly and painlessly. Tell me again yeah. how you walked in and he was researching his topic. Okay, so okay. He, he was he, he was this he was this French physician. He was not a hitman for the French mafia. No, the French mafia didn't exist. Didn't exist because yeah. he wasn't part of the French connection. But anyway, he was born in the seventeen seventeen thirty eight, and he was a very respected physician. Mm-hmm. Um, now he was concerned with the oh, barbaric man. execution methods of the day. Yes. And where was he born? Where, where was, he, was born? he born? He was, was born. I'm interested. In, in France. France. Dun, 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 I don't know the rest of it. <laughs> All I got are the symbols. <laughs> okay. Well, now, Dr. Guillotine. say France. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> He he wanted a more humane approach that would limit the suffering that he's brought back. Sweet. <clears throat> he was a humanitarian. He was a yeah. giver. He was actually against the death penalty. He was opposed <clears throat> to the death penalty, but he thought this would be a more humane approach. Being opposed to the death penalty. Yeah, so he so he lobbied to get this thing used in in France before the guillotine, members of the nobility were beheaded with a sword or an axe, which often take two or more blows to kill the condemned. Yeah, which would be While commoners were usually hanged, which could take, you know, quite some time. That took a few minutes. They hung, were, they, if, were they hanged if they were hung? Um, well, yeah. Or well, well yeah. hung. That's why the colonel doesn't go to France. I do not want to get hanged because I'm hung, Timmy. Um, but, and you know, here's a strange thing about him. We might have covered this in a podcast. Still doesn't matter if you're a <laughs> 
You know, <laughs> you got ten pounds of limp sausage. It don't matter. <laughs> you just get you some popsicle sticks and some duct tape. Wrap no, evidently like there's a thing now, like the Air Jordan shoes. Where you psh, 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 it's up and it it I see that. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Used to, they used but to you know what I'd be afraid? You used to be implant those. Yeah, I well, think they still do. Yeah, you know what I'd be you afraid do it of? Your arm <laughs> is that uh, they have Viagra now. Just you get all filled up. I don't think it helps. And uh, if your dick is broken, I don't know that it helps you. Yeah, you get it all filled up. Yeah, and then when you let the thing pull a you know little cord or whatever, you go, you go flying across the room like a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> And then you land on your back, your head or whatnot, and your pecker still limp as a limp as a wet noodle. But anyway, that sucks. Um, where was I? I don't know. Uh, Doctor Guillotine. Okay. Want, he was wanting a commoners usually hanged. In, this is the thing about hanging to me. Mm-hmm. People don't understand how gruesome hanging was. To be the hangman was a, was an art because. If you didn't drop the person, if you you had to take into account their weight, how far they were going to fall, right. what not, how long the rope was going to be, right. because if you let them fall too long, too far, like say twelve feet, mm-hmm. it'd tear the damn head right off. Right now, even though the crowds will gather around, isn't that and, what that gives? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good thing we got this. Yeah, but if you didn't, if the rope wasn't long enough, it would not break their neck. So when you were getting hung, what you was really hoping for is that optimal thing where it snaps your neck right away. Yeah, and you, you die. want someone. You want someone to know what they're doing. That's for sure. You do want yeah. an experienced executioner yes. at all times. Yeah. Because during the French Revolution, now the radicals they was hanging people just left and right, and they was hanging the aristocrats from the street lanterns. Um, right. Now, other gruesome, gruesome, gruesome methods of execution were used, such as the wheel or burning at the stake. Now, the wheel we're going to get into a little the bit, The wheel too. or burning at the stake. Before we talk about the wheel burning at the stake, let me make, uh, guillotine, the guillotine was named after guillotine, right? But he, he didn't He, he didn't, didn't invent, invent it. it. Right. He just pushed for its use. He lobbied for its use because right. all this things... Um, and he would later try to get them to change the name of it because he didn't want to be associated yeah. with it but uh, he, he went to court to try to get because he was a physician yeah he was a man of uh, do no uh, harm yeah do no harm uh, and this was harmful well yeah if your head got chopped off but it was harmful he opposed you know he opposed the death penalty he later opposed the guillotine he wanted him to change the name but it kind of stuck but before the guillotine it was even worse before that, Timmy, you had the uh, the braking wheel. Tell us about the braking wheel. Now, the braking wheel, now, if you think of a big wagon wheel with a bunch of spokes. Okay. Okay. It's now, they, they tie you limbs across. Porter ways. Wagner, like what Porter Wagner had right. like a suit. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah back in um, County Hayride or some shit. Yeah, he banged Dolly Parton. And uh, yeah. oh, I know. Yeah. And you know why I still bang Dolly Parton? She's old. She probably 75. Dolly Parton would not old. bang you. You don't know that. I do. I do not know that. Yeah, I bet she looks. I bet she looks pretty rough. Oh, uh, uh, you know. She uh, might look a little without rough a wig, without a wig yeah. and naked, but yeah, I don't care. Still got pretty big boobies. The colonel would give her. Yeah. Old women need love man, too. You, colonel. You're hmm? a boob man. The colonel was kind of boob man. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. What the? <laughs> f- Sorry, <laughs> thanks a lot. And the, the devil just covered hers up. She just closed <laughs> the sweater off. <laughs> Feel uncomfortable, are you? <laughs> Feel a little skeevy. <laughs> Ain't nobody. St- you didn't catch me staring. 
I didn't catch you staring. <laughs> you didn't see. catch me staring. You can't blame me. But anyway, um, you are known to be this good. braking wheel. Now imagine you got a spoked wheel. Okay. So you get tied to this wheel. Like you would find on a like, cart. Yeah. Like right. now imagine um, you know Da Vinci's man. Yeah. You know, right. in that shape, your arms straight out, right. your legs. Yeah. And what this does is it has your limbs where you got gap you got the support up by the spokes, but then you got gaps there. Right. And like what they would gap. do like a fire gap. Mm-hmm. What they would do is they would come up to you, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Now imagine this. Mm-hmm. You're minding your own business. Next thing you well, know, you're, you're not minding your own wheel. business or you're not going to be tied to the wheel. Well, so no, you know. You get into a little bit of mischief. Yeah. You're tied to a wheel and then some some bitch comes up and hits you Right above the elbow Ooh. with the iron bar, and you're 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 like stretched out. As far then, as my yes. pi- then my pitching career is over. Yeah, and then you know what they would do? You can't play lesbian softball. They'd hit you right below the elbow. Ooh! So they break the bones, and they broke both bones in each arm. Then they would move to the leg, mm-hmm. and they'd break the leg above. What's that? The fem- femur. Mm-hmm. They break the leg above the kneecap. And then they'd hit you right below the kneecap in this shin shit with an iron bar that some bitch that sound like it. Why are we listening about this? I thought we were talking about the guillotine. Well, well he's telling us what, what the uh, other. Uh, this is why the yeah. guillotine came into play. Yeah. Um, why it's more humane than the, the the wheel, the breaking wheel. Yeah. It was just, and they'd use this iron cudgel. And, and people just, would live for days on this thing, right? Well, yeah. You oh, can, yeah. You can break your arms. Or they'd legs. also use. Um, um, a thing called a saltire, mm-hmm. and it was a cross, which you wouldn't know anything about that. Well, you got the upside down cross in your religion, right? Pentagrams, uh, what they use. Yeah, think of the wheels like a pentagram, but this is a cross, devil. A cross, two wooden beams nailed in the X shape. Mm-hmm. After so it's an which, X and not a cross. They take the the mangled body from this person from it's the an wheel X and not a cross. Then, yeah. So he doesn't know his shapes. He doesn't. Like my four-year-old does. Right. Well, I believe if you take an X and turn it 45 degrees, it becomes a cross. No, it doesn't. All right, Colonel. Can I can just wrote it down on a piece of paper. Now, right there, that's an X. Okay. If I turn it like I, that. I believe you, Colonel. That's a cross, Timmy. Do you it see my cross right there? Yeah, but our audience can't see that, so... Oh, I forgot. We're not on YouTube yet. No, we are, no, we are not. No, we are not. We are not. No, we are not. No, no. That's a shame, though. Anyway... It's nice to be on YouTube. So they might display the bottle, and, and actually, sometimes they just get an, they tie you to the wheel and get another wheel and beat you with it. That wasn't no yeah, fun it was either. Pretty, I mean, they had some pretty gruesome uh, ways of carrying out justice, the colonel's justice. Colonel justice. Yeah. So uh, the survival time after being broken, it could be extensive. Accounts exist of a 14th century murder who lived for three days after undergoing the punishment. And, uh, in 1348, during the time of the Black Death, a Jewish man named Bona dies under the punishment. Bona, Bona dies. His nickname That's, was Boner. <laughs> Bona, Bona dies. That's, <laughs> That's what they call you, isn't it, Colonel? That's what, it's an ironic nickname. It's, it's sent to a. That's what Bona sent to die. Okay, so this is during the Black Plague when when Jewish people were blamed for the. Yeah, Jewish Black people Death. were blamed for it. Um, they gave him the punishment. They said he lived for four days. Mm. And now we get Dottie. We do got a serial killer here. In 1581, German serial killer Chrisman 
Jenner, pertinent Jenner, wow, lived like for nine days, just like it sounds, yeah, lived for nine days on the braking wheel before dying, oh, having man. been deliberately kept alive with strong drink. So they, they kept him alive. So they got so. him plowed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he could live a little bit longer. Yeah. Suffer and a little bit longer. So this was... A little bit uh, more Hennessy there. <laughs> And then, can I interest you in some more vodka? <laughs> Sometimes after, in the middle of this beating, mercifully they would give a coup de gras, which oh, I love translates. that dessert. I love a coup de gras. I love that. With whipped cream, it's spectacular. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's funny that you mention that yeah, because sure uh, is. coup de gras, when translated into the native tongue, French, mm-hmm. It means blow of mercy. Man. Now, how many times have you got a blow of mercy, Timmy? Not many. A blow from just begging for it. I mean, (laughs) every time I've had one. (laughs) Please, please. Don't you know I could explode? Things could happen. Bad things could happen to me. So, uh, so it's called. No one else is going to do it. (laughs) I'm about to go off to war. Oh, my God. So, anyway, um, people could just last for hours. Sometimes they just tie them to the cross and let the birds peck at at the helpless victim. If they put me on that fucking thing (laughs) and and make me suffer and have birds pecking on me, I better get a fucking coup de gras. (laughs) It better be a spectacular coup de gras. (laughs) <laughs> with whipped cream. I mean, I'm talking. You know. How are you going to grab the back of their head with your hands off? As long as you get to the, as long as you get to the same result, it doesn't really matter. But well, eventually, shock, dehydration, and whatnot will cause death to people. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you don't feed them, or you don't eat, or you don't. <laughs> Water eventually you die. We're just gonna beat you and let the birds peck at you and see how long you live here. But they give them blowjobs. That's what I can understand. I think I think they treat them very fair. (laughs) You know, some nights it does seem like that's a fair trade-off to me. I tell you what, you want to beat me? You want to hit me with an iron bar first? That's fine. I am going to post me an ad on Craigslist asking for a (laughs) cougar. Fifty dollars for a coup de gras. <laughs> I can <Yeah>. host. <laughs> you know, that's how you can tell the cops, Timmy. You just say how much for the coup de gras. <laughs> right. Oh my god. <laughs> so, anyway, now having a sensitive nature and a kind heart for thirty minutes and this thing I'm um, talking about Maria from that yet. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was gonna be short. On October 10, 1789, Dr. Guillotine proposed a device invented by another Frenchman mm-hmm. named Antoine Louis. Yeah. We to win. behead the condemned with a single drop of the blade. See, and it was originally called a Louis. Mm-hmm. And then they changed it to Guillotine. Because yeah, that's Louis. where that song Louis, Louis, Louis. Yeah, that was like killing three people. Yeah. No, I think that guy got ripped off. He, you know. Well, I don't think he patented it, had a patent on it. Well, he was like Jonas Salk. He thought it was for the good of mankind. And I think they had variations of the guillotine already. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's become popular during the French Revolution and the Reign of Terror. So anyway, the guillotine was perceived as uh, more humane, without the risk of suffocation, 
And furthermore, having only one method of civil execution was seen as an expression of equality among citizens. Yeah, so, so it's was, equal because before they had uh, separation, right, between some royalty, people got hung, some people got beheaded, depending on got, your social yeah. status. Some people got drowned, but that was the witches in Salem. And that, like was you, that was your people, though. yeah, that was her folks. My but tribe. as you said, uh, some people could pay the executioner off to make the uh, death more humane, right? Well, they, sharp, they pay the executioner to sharpen the blade first. Yeah. So Which didn't really matter because even a dull blade would lop your head off. But Yeah, but they thought they were helping. Well, they wanted to make sure that they didn't get half beheaded because there ain't nothing worse than half a header. No. I mean, you you didn't get a header. Your head's head just kind of fucking hanging yeah, there. Yeah, just wobble there. You yeah, yeah. got some drool coming out yeah. your mouth there. Ain't nothing worse than that. I mean, you want your head chopped off. You, you want, want it coming clean off cut. in a clean... Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And now, you know, today with the razor blades and shit mm-hmm. they got today, mm-hmm. you know they'd have a guillotine with five blades. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's... A, it's the first a- blade would raise your head. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's only a matter of time. Gillette, I think, came time. Yeah. Yes. It's only a matter of time before you get to one... Instead of just nicking yourself, uh-huh. it's got 38 blades on it, and it just peels the yeah. whole side of your face off. Yeah. I don't trust those kind of blades. But anyway. I was worried. In 19, so they made it They made it the only way you could kill people. Yeah. Um, so they made it so it didn't matter. And it was the only were. civil legal execution in France until the abolition of the death penalty in 1981. Yes. Yeah, so the guillotine has been around. It was around for 200 years, basically. Yeah. As so only method. And while he didn't invent the device and was opposed to the death penalty, the device became known as a guillotine. He was so opposed to it that Dr. Guillotine, and you know what, Guillotine, look at that. I believe Gillette is in there for royalties every time they used it. He really should have. You, I bet you could make Gillette out of the words no, guillotine you, you cannot. out of his letters. No, you cannot. Maybe anyway, he, he spelled it backwards. There's a <laughs> yeah. G in there, yeah. Go ahead. Continue, Colonel. He petitioned the court to change the name of the device. Yeah. So and the request was devi- re- denied. Then he went and denied. picketed the courts, mm-hmm. and they drug his ass out and lopped his head off. He too. picketed he the courts. He got guillotined with Wait, the guillotine. He did not. So one little true. guy with his little sign out there picketing yeah. the courts. Yeah, I, don't think, like, I don't think you want to do much picketing he during was like the Reign of Terror. Call, call it the Louis. Call it the Louis. He had signs. He had all kinds no. of stuff, man. No. And they just drug him out and chopped his That is off. not true, but he did, uh, did not like being associated with the name guillotine. So, I mean, like, you know. You know what I think they should call it? That'd be like someone going around. The head cutter off. No, that'd be someone going around with a small penis being referred to as the (laughs) colonel all the time. You wouldn't like that. I would not like that. And it would be be, uh, libelous and. uh, Slanderous. Slanderous. Yes. Um, But I think they should call it. Defamation. The guillotine. I think, you know what I think they should call it? What? The head cutter off. I think they should call it. uh, the Colonel's Mighty Shaft. You know what would be uh, uh, what would be very cruel would be a penis guillotine. You know, you just. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Put your little penis. Have in you there. ever seen cigar cutters, Timmy? <laughs> yeah, that is. I seen a movie one time yeah. where they took the oh. took, took a cigar oh. cutter to the guy's tallywhack. Oh. That would not be. But good. you know what? He talked. It's not a good thing. He talked. Yeah, yeah. The next time he talked, it was at a higher pitch. I bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he talked. <laughs> Okay. All right. You so, know what he didn't say? What? That was, no, that was uh, Jeremy or um, Pomeroy. Jesse Pomeroy. Jesse right. Pomeroy. All right. So we got this background of the guillotine because we want to talk about Sweet Marie Jesus. Antoinette, right? Because we wanted to spend 47 minutes. Uh, I know. This was not well planned. Okay. Marie Antoinette. Um, we're going to, this is, uh, we're, we're obviously, we don't have time to go into the whole French Revolution and talk about everything. Um, intelligently, um, so we couldn't if we tried. <laughs> we couldn't if we tried, but we're going to talk about Mar- the life of Mar- Marie Antoinette and and then her, uh, of course, her fate uh, at the hands of the executioner and the guillotine. So Marie Antoinette was born in Vienna, Austria. Interesting side note: I went through Austria once. This isn't interesting so far. <laughs> I was on a train. I was going from Switzerland. Was it a midnight train? No. <laughs> no, it was on a train from Munich, or a train from Switzerland to Munich, Germany. It's a crazy train. And you you just, I mean, like, for three minutes, for three minutes, you go through Austria, they come on the train, and they charge you $15. Yeah. Because you go across through. Rap I mean, I mean, you just, like, cut the, cut the corner right, right across the country. Fifteen bucks. They build the train around the tra- I don't know, but I, and on the way back, the same deal. So I don't know, but anyway, that was a, just a, a little interesting. Tidbit. WTF? That's all I got to say. <laughs> Marie Antoinette was born in Vienna, Austria, in 1755. She was the uh, arch uh, archduchess, uh, archduchess. She was the fifteenth and last child of the Emperor of uh, Austria. Uh, Emperor Francis the First. Hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. Okay, he had fifteen ants. children, but her mama didn't have fifteen. I don't children. know. She's a fifteenth child of this dude. Okay, um, he was spreading that seed. Yeah, on. yeah. But anyway, um, they had been at war a long time uh, with France, and they wanted to kind of uh, 
consolidate and uh, create a new alliance with them um, after the Seven Years' War they had. Mm -hmm. So the monarchs got together, and the Austrian monarch, uh, who I just mentioned his name, um, uh, Francis, Francis I, had uh, Frank, Frank, uh, he offered uh, daughter number 15. He's got 15 kids. What the (laughs) hell? Frank. Uh, he offered Marie uh, uh, to marry uh, the uh, Louis, uh, the, fifth, the uh-huh. Louis the sixteenth uh, son, Louis, who would later become Louis the sixteenth. Louis the sixteenth, uh, and he was the Dauphin, which is the you know kind of heir apparent to the French crown. So they had agreed that uh, his youngest daughter would marry um, Louis the sixteenth. Um, so on May seventh, seventeen seventy, which is right around our birthday, Brandy. It is not seventeen seventy, but uh, May seventh. The fourteen-year-old bride was delivered to the French on an island in the middle of the Rhine River in Germany, and all of her possessions was taken away from her that day, and um, that she had, and then she became Marie Antoinette. And at that point, she became the 15-year-old wife of the future king of France. And, of course, they lived in Versailles. And um, she didn't have a very good education because women did not get uh, warrant education back in those days. She didn't need one. She was pretty. Uh, but she was. Well, there ain't no reason. You know, why even teach the women to me? Well, I, I'm just saying that she was she didn't learn a lot about history or politics. She lived a very sheltered life. What was the guy's name on Saturday Night Live pretty. that uh, would the liar? You know what I mean? The guy. Yeah. Was, oh, it was John Lovett. Yeah, John, John Lovett. Lovett. If, uh, Louis the Sixteenth looks like John Lovett. So that's the deal she was getting into. Oh. This little short, fat John Lovett-looking guy. Yeah, she was a pretty woman too. And Marie Antoinette was very beautiful. She had yeah, nice rock yeah. On. she was very beautiful. Well, and that's good because she wasn't real bright. Well, well, you know what? She stuck with the, you know, she stuck with John Levitt, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the ticket. Yeah. Right. That's a t- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Now, that tell me, now she keeps. Why would you? Why would you? And so you're just making the assumption that the girl pretty and she ain't bright. You just said she wasn't you're, really you're, you're a sexist. I know. I'm saying she wasn't. Well, she was educated in music and art, stuff like that. But she wasn't yeah. educated she in was politics. She was an intelligent because, girl. Because it was well, the lack of schooling and education in politics led to some problems later on. Ladies, for the, for the <laughs> ladies watching this show, could Nobody's it be noted that it or listening to the show? Could it be noted that I am the one sticking up for the girl here and they're calling her ignorant? No, I'm not calling just her ignorant. Just because she got I'm big just, boobies. I'm just saying that she wasn't. Uh, she wasn't the trained. Big booty Judy. She wasn't mm-hmm. educated in politics, so she lived a very sheltered life. She didn't know what the world was like outside the palace walls. She couldn't go anywhere. She was stuck in Versailles, and all she, you know, had time. To, you know, she had, she lived a very. They lived a very strange life. First of all, they it's people took turns dressing her every day. She had, I a, mean, la- she had a lady maid. No, I mean family, ladies made. families who were close, you know, close to nobility, and, and they took turns. They, you know, everyone wanted a chance to dress her in the morning, which like is a sounds, doll. sounds to me is a little creepy. No, like a doll, but you know, whatever. I'm my, who am I to judge? My neighbor from up the street come down and dress me in the morning. Like <laughs> <laughs> your blind neighbor? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I'm wondering how that happened. Um, 
when she would eat, they were have an audience watch him eat every day. Well, I do that. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's it's a creepy little thing. She had to get used to the whole. So she was spoiled. Now, they thought that uh, you know, of course, the her role was to um, give the king, um, king uh, when he became king, a king, coup de bras, an heir, an heir, right? But the problem was their marriage was not consummated for the first seven years. I don't blame her. No, I, no I've plowed. got a problem with that. That's well, some serious foreplay right there. And she had to get plowed. <laughs> well, if you look like John Lovett, you're probably not getting laid a lot. But here's the thing. I don't understand, Colonel. You remember being a 15-year-old boy. Yeah. Now, how's he's not banging this beautiful young lady? He was only night. 15 at the time. Yeah, he was only 15 at the time, too. He was only one year older Damn. than she was. But 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 my point being, these are kids. But my point being, when you're 15, you know, as a 15 year old boy, you get hard when the wind blows. Oh right? yeah, right. Yeah. So I mean, he's got this beautiful young girl, and uh, you know. But they we also know how bitchy and teenage they, girls are. They didn't have no Xbox. Well, no, she's probably playing Candy Crush or something the whole time. Yeah. No, but you know how bitchy 16 year old girls are. Oh my god, now somebody has to come get me dressed again. <laughs> oh my god, could she sit over there and watch me eat just a little? <laughs> Bit last, please. Oh, <laughs> At first, she was well loved by the French people because you know she was a curiosity. <coughs> she was kind of like Lady Di in the fact that you know she was very popular and people wanted to see the new princess or the new queen. Oh my God! But oh as God. as time went on and she didn't provide an heir. Um, you know, people got a little cranky, and they blamed her. They didn't blame the king. No. They, they blamed her. They didn't blame John Lovett for not uh, banging her. Um, so finally, though, they had to intervene, and they had to give John Lovett, uh, King Louis the Sixteenth, you know, some a crash course in um, fornication. Maybe that was the problem in fornication. Well, actually, I believe he was probably gay. It says when they got married, the, the king, King the Fifteenth, blessed their bed, blessed their bed, <clears throat> and gave them both a kiss as they left the room, and allowed him to start on producing a royal heir. Now. I'm picturing this old king, like, kissing his grandson mm. on the forehead and then, like, giving her this dirty French kiss. Yeah. <laughs> That's why she won't sleep with him. Real good. Oh, my uh, God. Did you see our dad? Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, they think that, oh, that the dolphins, oh, the gross. dolphin, King Louis the Sixteenth, whatever the king to be, the heir uh, to the throne, had suffered from a medical condition that left him no, impotent. Gay. Left him I impotent. thought, actually, um, I... Uh, uh, it was either that. I actually have heard that um, the, that he was that he was gay. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know, but uh, he, he there was rumors that he was impotent, and uh, that was, of course, before Viagra. And so, but uh, they had those medieval suction pumps back they did, then. They did an operation on him that apparently did the trick because he was able. They, he would eventually would eventually have children. Uh, they eventually have four children, actually, including a male heir. But um, and she cut some hell early on. Now, as I said, she wasn't educated in the way of politics, so she just spent money left and right. She had big parties, had you know, bought fancy dresses all the time. That well, the they got to dress her in something. All mm-hmm. the time, the French uh, economy was going to hell. Uh, you had the uh, Seven Year War. You had the French was uh, supporting um, the um, United States. Um, you know, during the American Revolution, um, because they were, you know, they were. You know, kind of uh, in the face of uh, Great Britain. Great Britain. Mm-hmm. So, 
Now, she commissioned a, the construction of this little hamlet, a utopian hamlet with lakes and gardens and cottages and wind, uh, water mills, so that her and her uh, ladies-in-waiting could dress up like peasants and pretend to be milkmaids. So she was in this little fantasy world why people were, you know, they, there was, you know, people didn't have enough to eat and, you know, write it in Paris. Look to me cake. She did not say that, but anyway, that was the appearance that she portrayed. In fact, uh, they had a name for her. It was Madame Deficit. Bitch hole. No, Madame Deficit, uh, because she spent her month. Now, I will say, you know, interesting enough, here's a little tidbit. Who said let them eat cake? She did not say that. It was. It was. That was. It, she was famous, of course, for saying "let their let them eat cake." But they, it was actually. She never actually said that. It was actually. Uh, there's some literature where people had said that in. Uh, it was a, a fictitious, a fiction book, a work of fiction, in which a queen in Spain had said that. Uh, but uh, that and that was written before she was even born. But. Be that as it may. Which I never understood because if they got cake, why the hell do they care about bread? I don't know, Colonel. But anyway, I think it was the point that she just didn't care. Uh, and and that let them eat cake became, of course, synonymous with her. And, and in the real fact, she didn't really say it. But my point, my uh, the other little bit tidbit. Your point being, there is one town in the United States that was named after Marie Antoinette. Do you know which town that would be, Brandy? Marietta. Marietta, Ohio, yes. Very good. Boom, bitches! That was good. You was was thinking Marietta, Georgia. No, Marietta, Ohio was named after her. But anyway, okay, I digress. She's still playing Candy Crush. In 1774... In in 1774, King Louis XV (laughs) died. Oh, no. Yeah, and that, that meant uh, Louis the Sixteenth. Yeah, that's it. And yeah. Marie, that's and Marie were crowned king and queen of France. Now we're assuming that he was the king and she was a queen. It just says queen. I king. think it went mm-hmm. either way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from the start, uh, Louis was a little over his head. Uh, France, as I said, was having some severe uh, financial problems. The economy was shit. He inherited uh, kind of a bad situation from his uh, father, King Louis the Fifteenth. In addition, uh, in addition to that, the Queen fell under criticism, as I said, for her extravagant behavior, um, and she was still kind of devoted to Austria. And people started resenting that because you know they had been they had fought a long war with Austria and they were always on the verge of fighting a war with Austria so they questioned her loyalty which would come into play a little bit later on as well um, but as they she grew older um, and Marie died I think right before her 38th birthday so she only lived to be 38 uh, and of course which is perfect as you know Colonel because after that age what happens they would have had to lop off a penis too Timmy because when a woman turns 40, 40 what happens they start to grow penis <laughs> so, they, be, they, turn, they make to the turn into a man um, if they're with you then clearly somebody needs to have a penis because <laughs> so. yours doesn't work 
So she started exerting more influence over her husband, and as I said, he was kind of a dimwit. He didn't know. That's what he why was. she started sleeping with him. <laughs> yeah. There were some vicious rumors about Marie, though. They had there was rumors that she was having affairs. Um, there was rumors that there was orgies going on at the Versailles. All true. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, no, not all true. All there true. Was also like Sodom and Gomorrah. Some uh, Photoshop pictures of her in uh, <laughs> Photoshop in 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 a, in a, in a, in a Paris pro- tabloid. Yeah. Yeah, and there was some there was some porn pictures of her making. Around. Did she make a sex tape? She didn't. But it's they, on beta. But you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't know. It was going around. It was going around Paris. So the 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 peasants of Paris. Came, she was like the Kardashians. Came, of you know, she really was. Came to the gates of Versailles. You know, Versailles just right outside of Paris. Went to the gates of Versailles, demanding that you know that that. Um, that the monarchy be responsive to their needs, their uh, their the the dire condition that they were in, and then of course that's where she is famous for uttering "Let them eat cake." And she didn't care, but of course, as I said, that she never actually said that, but it has stuck through the years. She, Nevertheless, she said, fuck those poor <laughs> bastards. People. <laughs> <laughs> I got paraphrasing. We're just gonna wait it out here. They're gonna starve to death in a week. Ain't nobody gonna be complaining. If I owned a bakery, though, that's what I would call it. What's that? If I owned a bakery, I would call it let them eat cake. Let them eat cake? Or take the cake, one or the other. There is no evidence that she eventually... fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As I said, there's... There's some thought to me. (laughs) Nevertheless, uh, Marie fell off favor with the people of France, who did not like her extravagant lifestyle, like I said, and they did not like the fact that she was showing some loyalty to Austria and... uh, she was, uh, because of the revolution was occurring, you know, the revolution occurred in stages. At first, they just mm. wanted the monarchy to kind of uh, work with them, right? Work with the general Recognize Simmons. their needs. Recognize their Recognize. needs. They didn't want to do away. They didn't want to do yeah. away with the monarchy. They just wanted uh, some, some uh, uh, they wanted them to compromise. But Marie didn't want to compromise, and neither did the uh, clergy. And so the people were kind of screwed. So the more they felt, uh, you know, the the more difficult the monarchy and the uh, uh, religious leaders made it for change, uh, the more angry the people got, right? And uh, so they finally arrested Marie and Louise. They took him out of from Versailles in 1791. Louise, uh, Louise, <laughs> <laughs> Wheezy. They arrested Weezy. You guys, you guys, you guys was questioning his sexuality just a minute ago. So <laughs> Weezy, <laughs> Marie and Louis, they were arrested and they were taken to Paris. So they never saw their beloved Versailles again. It's um, all right. That thing is gaudy as hell. <laughs> they tried to escape, and they tried to escape to Austria, but they were caught uh, during the trip. They were apprehended by the revolutionary forces. And they were taken back to Paris. Uh, finally, in 1791, King Louis the Sixteenth was forced to accept a constitution that re- uh, reduced his uh, reign to a mere figurehead. It was kind of like a bobblehead. Yeah, <laughs> figurehead. Um, and this kind of satisfied the revolutionaries for a while. Um, and as Qu- King Louis the Sixteenth reluctantly agreed to their revolutionary demands in hopes of retaining his throne. Uh, 
Um, so he's kind of hoping, you know, kind of get a situation like what's going on in England where you had a, just this figurehead monarchy, mm-hmm. but still being able, you know, to bang whoever you want and having, you know, lots of food. Bang your lot of cake, keep yeah. the title. Yeah, keep the title. But the revolution, as we know, became, became more militant. Uh, and um, people, we, we went through what was they went through what was called the reign of reign of terror, where people were royal, people of nobility were you know executed. In fact, um, uh, Marie Antoinette's best friend was. Um, well, uh, she got an ugly one. She, she got, got uh, disemboweled in the streets of Paris mm-hmm. um, as uh, the king and queen were in you know their tower. They had put them in the tower, which is now. Where the Louvre is in Paris. The Louvre? The Louvre, yeah. The Louvre? Mm-hmm. So, um, so through the reign of terror, they, the revolutionary folks started, uh, you know, qu- they started being concerned that the king and queen, if they ever got out, could go somewhere in exile and would be a threat to the revolution. Yeah, so, well, this, uh, so they thought about how they were going to get away or what they were going to do with you know what was going to be the fate of King Louis the Sixteenth and his Austrian wife uh, Marie Antoinette. So in August of 1792, the royal couple was arrested and imprisoned. In September of 1792, the monarchy was abolished by the Nat- National Convention, and in November of that same year, evidence of Louis. Uh, counter-revolutionary intrigues with Austria and other foreign nations was discovered. He was put on trial for treason by the National Convention. Yeah, basically they was reaching out to Austria to get them to intervene. And you got to, you know, at this time France, everyone was coming down on France, right? Because all the countries Mm -hmm. in Europe were all monarchies and they didn't want to see revolution spread. So... I keep kicking the devil, I'm sorry. sorry. Why didn't they just surrender? Who? France. That's what they well. For, they do. That's what they did every time no. after that. No, 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 no. It's like I go. I mean, you, you know that they lost more right. men in World War One than all the other countries combined. No. Not all they combined, but more than any That's other right, country. I wasn't there, so uh, you know. <laughs> Timmy was around for that. Timmy was there. That was in my ten, I, early I teens. Sticking up for France all of a sudden because they get this bad rap. France yeah. gets this bad rap of already surrendering, and yeah. the only time that that happened was in World War Two when they were not prepared. But in World War One, they lost. Millions and millions of, of no, so because they were all drunk. No. So did you just? Are you eat your, your, I'm trying to read. Yes, please. Did you eat your freedom toast for breakfast? Yeah, this freedom morning? toast. Stupid. I like French, especially the kissing part. Oh. <laughs> on December 26th, uh, oh no, lies. On December 11th, 1792, among crowded and silent streets, the deposed king was brought from the temple to stand before the convention and hear his indictment. An accusation of high treason and crimes against the state. You know what I don't never understood? What the difference between high and low treason? What is, is low treason? Well, that's when you're uh, that's when you're tra- uh, you're a traitor, but you're very short. <laughs> Midget treason? Yeah. Midget, yes, that's the same thing. On December twenty sixth, well, no, you can be a, you can be short and still not be a midget. Dwarf treason? No, let's say you're four nine. You commit treason. It wouldn't be high treason. <laughs> high treason is someone five seven or above. Oh, okay. Now, okay. Now, that makes, now it makes sense, sense to me. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. On December 26th, uh, his counsel... By the way, that was the day after Christmas and also recognized as... Boxer Day. Boxer Day. That's when you only wear your boxer start. Your mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I his, got the kind with snaps. His if counsel, you wear briefs, you get your tallywhacker guillotined. <laughs> his counsel, Raymond Disease... <laughs> Delivered Louis' responses to the charges. <laughs> that is what his name is. You need to you need to brush up on your you need to brush up on your French young lady. How do you know what it is? What do you say? It looks like disease. Dessie. I don't know. Dessie. Is that what it is? All right, Dessie. I should have gave her Rossier. Fuck, I've been listening to him. I should have gave her Rossier. I got I got Lime Dossier. See, whenever she is, she, comes, she usually just takes the name out. She usually just removes the character from the story. I, know. I can't pronounce that name. I don't holes in the story all the time. Yeah, if they got too many, they they serial killers. Got too many vowels. They have normal names. Stupid. They serial killers. Like they'll be. I know there'll be like ten victims, and she'll do yeah. like seven, seven of them. Of them because one's like got more than four syllables in it. <laughs> yeah, they have like four syllables. She's you know she's after four syllables, man. What the hell? Okay, so on December fifteenth of seventeen ninety three, on January fifteenth of seventeen ninety three, the convention, composed of seven hundred and twenty one deputies, voted on the verdict. Given overwhelming, that's a hell of a jury, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. I don't know. And you know what? If you're the king and queen, how are you going to find a jury of your peers? Uh, they you no don't. Kings and queens. You don't. No, but they get this revolutionary council. It's got how many? You say seven hundred. It composed of seven hundred and twenty-one de- deputies, no Jeez. sheriffs. So and you know, here's what I don't understand. You know that Bob Marley song, "I Shot the Sheriff." I do. He admits to shooting the sheriff, but not the deputy. But he's he, still a murderer. Did we know? Way. Did we know? Was the deputy the even shot? The sheriff had to come in, though. Sheriff John Brown always hated him. But uh, my point is, he's already met, admitted to shooting the guy. But Sheriff John Brown had a coming. I would have said, did he? Even, I didn't shoot the sheriff. No one did I shoot the deputy. Was the deputy even shot? We by don't know. See, yeah. So it might be a mute point. It's a mute <laughs> point. Yeah. You all go ahead and make fun of me. <laughs> Go ahead with the... History uh, dweebs with the intellectual <laughs> dr- giants. Thrive. Go ahead with the attorney, uh, discussing attorney <laughs> dis- disease. <laughs> Whatever. At least that's fucking French and not the word moot. Moot. It's a moot point. If it's not friends, we said it's a moot point. It's like the point of a cow. It just doesn't matter. It's a moot point. The moot point. All right. All right, continue. So they had 721 deputies. Mm-hmm. Uh, given the overwhelming evidence of Lewis's Louis's collusion with the invaders, the verdict was a foregone conclusion. With 693 deputies voting guilty, none for acquittal, and 23 abstaining. Because those fuckers can't make up their minds. <laughs> yeah, they were. Well, they were kind of waiting to see which way the wind blows. <laughs> well, yeah, you don't want to risk it. <laughs> the next day, a Vince roll call Jones. vote was carried out, so they knew who they were. Uh... It was carried out to decide upon the fate of the famous king, and the result was uncomfortably close for such a dramatic decision. Doesn't seem close at all there from what I'm looking at, but that's all right. 288 of the deputies voted against death. Okay. And some, and for some other alternative, mainly some means of imprisonment or exile. 
Or you can make him write, I will not. Yeah. <laughs> I will not be a trainer. I will not, not be a trainer. Yeah. People. <laughs> um, 72 of the deputies voted for the death penalty, but sub- subject to a number of delaying conditions and reservations. I picture like a whole gallery of Barney Five sitting around me. <laughs> 361 <laughs> of the deputies voted for Louis's immediate death. Oh. The next day, why didn't they just? Why didn't somebody just come up and shoot him right there? <laughs> yeah. uh, the next day, a motion to grant Louis the Fourteenth reprieve, or some sorry, Sixteenth reprieve from the death sentence was voted down. Three hundred and ten of the deputies requested mercy, but three hundred mercy, mercy, mercy. Three hundred. Fuck me. Okay, three ten voted mercy. Three hundred and eighty voted for the immediate execution. Uh, or yeah, uh, impatient the decision right is there. final. All right, so he lost on that vote. On Monday, January twenty first, seventeen ninety three, as King Louis the Fourteenth, God, sixteen. Democracy thing isn't working out well for him at all. <laughs> no, mounted the scaffold. He appeared dignified and resigned. He delivered a short speech. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case before, I die. Before his head was cut off. I tell you what, mine would be long as a motherfucker. <laughs> I'd be filibuster. <laughs> and in conclusion, <laughs> my last bit, what do you mean? I know, and I would like. At, this, Turn the music no. down. Yeah. Turn the music down. <laughs> I would be telling stories like the curve here. <laughs> All right, so he delivered Can you a imagine short his last speech. <laughs> I can't imagine any. No. So he delivered a short speech in which he pardoned. Those who are the cause of my death. Yeah. Take a shot. He was like Jesus. Many accounts suggest Louis' desire to say more, but a general in the National Guard halted the speech by, <laughs> by ordering okay. a jumble. They do the same thing at the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, start playing the music. The red light went on. <laughs> this little this little cane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> across the stage. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Uh, let's see. Uh, the former king was then quickly beheaded. Well, so that... that by... The guillotine. It's kind of anticlimactic. It's kind of, yeah. It's kind of, yeah. Some accounts. And another thing. (laughs) Well, some accounts of Louis' beheading indicate that the blade did not sever his neck entirely the first time. Double guillotine. Oh, Oh. he got a double dog guillotine. There are accounts of blood curdling. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Ow, motherfucker. There are accounts of a blood curdling scream. I'm dead already. Yeah, that's it. I'm dead. Yeah. There are accounts of a blood-curdling scream issued from Louis after the blade fell. <laughs> Wait a minute. This is what... But this is unlikely since the blade severed Louis' spine. <laughs> so? He could still scream. That's what I'm thinking. He just couldn't dance. He just couldn't move anywhere, but he could still scream. I don't know. He <laughs> writes this shit. All right. I write that. <laughs> it is agreed that while Louis' blood dripped to the ground, many members of the crowd ran forward to dip their handkerchiefs in it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. Some has some bread, too. In cake. In cake, yeah. This account was proven true in 2012 after a DNA comparison linked blood thought to be from Louis the 16th beheading to DNA taken from tissue samples originating from what was long thought to be the mummified head of King of Henry the Fourth of France. Hmm. I wonder after they dipped their handkerchief in their blood, did they use the handkerchief like to blow their nose or whatever? Or did they like put that away? I wonder if they like put it on eBay. Yeah. Fucking, I would buy that, dude. Wait a minute. Hold, please. Okay. A blood sample taken from a squash gourd 
Okay. Carved to commemorate the heroes of the French Revolution uh-huh. that had, according to legend, been used to house one of the handkerchiefs dipped in Louis' blood. Cool. Take that all in. I would like to see that. So it's a gourd that was carved out to commemorate the heroes of the French Revolution. So I don't know if it had like a cityscape on it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, okay. Maybe it's like a little guillotine. Yeah, Might have. Maxine, uh, Maximilian Rosebier. So throughout her imprisonment and up to her execution, Marie Antoinette could count on the sympathy of conservative factions and social religious groups which had turned against the revolution, and also on wealthy individuals ready to corrupt Republican officials in order to facilitate her escape. However, all plots failed. Damn it. I feel bad. For her. At this point, I feel bad for her. I don't feel bad. I didn't feel bad for her when she's a spoiled little brat, but now I kind of feel bad for her. Why? Go ahead. Go ahead. Prisoners in the Tower of the Temple. Prisoner, prisoner in the Tower of the Temple. Marie Antoinette, her children, and Elizabeth were insulted. Some of the guards going as far as smoking in the ex queen's face. Oh, face. Well, I mean, her kids they are taken away right in the from face. her. She, you know, they had these. Rumors that she had molested her own kids. I mean, they're just saying all kind of shit. About Strict her. security measures were taken to assure that Marie Antoinette was not able to communicate with the outside world. But in spite of these measures, several of the guardians were open to corruption, and a line of communication was kept with the out with the outer world. After Louis's execution, Marie Antoinette's fate became a central question in the National Convention. While some advocated for her death, other proposed others proposed exchanging her for French prisoners of war or for a ransom from the Holy Roman Emperor. Uh, Thomas Paine advocated exile to America. That's that's what we need. Actually, and you know what's funny is I was talking to um, Kim Taylor yesterday, Mm -hmm. telling her that she needed, she really should read some of Thomas Paine's writings. Mm -hmm. She's, she put on Facebook, she's taking a history class. Yeah. It's uh, only common sense. He was imprisoned. During over like, France. Did you get that? Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're going to be, you know, if you're going to be in the age of reason about this stuff, yeah, yeah, that's another book. Yeah, to me. yeah. I, uh, I, but I, anyway, it's it's a it's a coincidence. You know what? I would have <clears throat> she because he was in prison. He was certain they were going to kill him she, too. She, she could have done couch surfing at accent. my place. Hmm? Marie Antoinette could have done couch surfing at my place. I believe if she just given a guard a reach around, she'd probably got out of the hole. In April of I mean, Well, she's 38, though, at this point. So in April she's still two years from the turn. Of 1793, during the reign of terror, a committee of public safety was formed, and they began to call for Antoinette's trial. By the end of May, See, calls... these people just went fucking crazy. Here's the thing. It was a, the, the French Revolution was a good thing in the beginning, but they just went fucking crazy. He's going to start killing well, It's people. like women's rights, Timmy. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I'm not. I mean, dude, I'm not touching it's that. Like you, Calls you. were also made to retrain Marie's eight-year-old son, Louis Seventeenth, to make him open to revolutionary ideas. They want to brainwash her kid. Yeah, they, they took her kid. To carry this out, Louis Charles was separated from his mother on the 3rd of July, right before the 4th of July. The one day. After mm-hmm. a heart-wrenching struggle during which his mother fought in vain to, reta- to retain her son, who was handed to Anton Simone, a cobbler. And Tony. It's Tony. Everyone called him Tony. Everyone did. Mm. And he was and he made shoes as a mm. cobbler. He was a cobbler. I thought people called him Peaches. And a representative <laughs> of the Paris Commune. 
Until her removal from the prison temple where she was being held, Marie Antoinette spent hours trying to catch a glimpse of her son, who, within weeks, had been made to turn against her, accusing his mother of wrongdoings. Yeah, of molestation. Well, that was they made him testify. That would be a wrongdoing. Yeah, they made him testify. That'd be a touched, pretty dirty deed, right there. Touched him inappropriate stuff, and it was just all. She was tried by the Revolutionary Tribunal on October 14, 1793. That would be right before Halloween. Mm. Some historians believe the outcome of the trial had been decided in advance oh, by no the committee right, of public safety around the time of the coronation plot. Around the time the coronation plot, the carnation, God, the carnation plot was uncovered. She and her lawyers were given left them one day to prepare her defense. Among the accusations were. Orca- orchestrating orgies at Versailles, uh, sending millions is that, of is something wrong with that. Sending what's wrong with that? Millions of liver. I think it's liver. Is it livers? Liveries. Liveries. Liveries of treasury money to Austria, planning the massacre of the National Guards in 1792, declaring her son to be the new King of France, and by her by her son Louis Charles himself pushed by radical elements who controlled him, of incest. The last accusation drew an emotional response from Marie Antoinette, who refused to respond to this charge and instead called on all mothers present in the room. Yeah, and that almost... That that got her some sympathy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, well, that's not what your thing says. No, uh, she, she made a statement, you know, look, how this is outrageous, and... It kind of started to turn the tide from the women in the room who said, yeah, yeah, this is going too far. Uh, To all of these charges, Marie Antoinette answered briefly or not at all, and when urged to reply to the last... the last indignantly indignantly exclaimed, I "I appeal to every mother here present whether such a thing is possible. I don't like that quote. It's another quote coming up. Okay. This bold retort won such applause, even from the hostile hearers, that the judge, the judges feared lest she should win the sympathy of the mob at the last moment, went on hurriedly with the business at hand. Yeah, so they thought that they were kind of losing the crowd when she said, you know, when she appealed to the mothers. Right. Uh, while the while she was questioned and badgered hour after hour, she remained cool and dignified, saying, saying pathetically toward the last. This is my favorite quote. I was a queen, and you took my crown. I was a wife, and you killed my husband. I was a mother, and you robbed me of my three children. My blood alone remains. Take it, but do not make me suffer too long. She knew it was her life that the revolutionaries were determined to have, so she was not surprised when the verdict guilty was given, and she was condemned to die within 24 hours. See, that's how it should be. Just get on it. Colonel Justice. Colonel Justice. Early on October 19, 1793, Marie Antoinette was declared guilty of the three main charges against her. Depletion of the national treasury, conspiracy against the internal and external security of the state, intelligence with the enemy. This one, this one alone, was enough to condemn her to death. Yeah, so they dropped the incest charge. Preparing for her execution, she had to change clothes in front of her guards. Yeah. Mm. She put on a plain white dress, white being the color worn by widowed queens of France. She had a black dress, but they wouldn't let her wear it. Her hair was shorn, her legs bound painfully behind her back, and she was leashed with a rope. Unlike her husband, who had taken to his execu- who was taken to his execution in a carriage, she had to sit in an open cart. And the hour-long trip from the concierge via the Rue Saint Honoré 
a main thoroughfare to the guillotine, erected... Whatever. Marie maintained her composure in spite of the insults of the jeering crowd. Yeah, just imagine she's out in this open car. I watched Game of Thrones, I saw. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Some in the crowd remained silent. For her final confession, a constitutional pre- priest was assigned to her. He sat by her in the cart, and she ignored him all the way to the scaffold. Marie Antoinette was guillotined at 12.15 p.m. on October 16, 1793. Upon reaching the scaffold, Marie sprang up the steps so eagerly that she dropped one of her slippers, which is now preserved as a sacred relic. I'd like to see that slipper. On her way to the plank to which she'd been bound, she accidentally stepped on the executioner's foot and apologized immediately, for her sufferings had made her even tenderer to the feeling of others. Her last words were, pardon me, sir, I meant not to do it, to Henry Sanson, the executioner whose foot she stepped on. Henri. As soon as the cruel knife had fallen, the executioner held the head of his victim so all could gaze upon her features as he had done with her husband nine months before. So he, the head chops off, he grabs her by the head, hair, yes. holds her up to the crowd. Did I just say that? Did I just say that? Yeah, but you, sure. you didn't put much... You, know, you didn't emphasize it yeah. the way to me. And then, after that, <laughs> right. dropped her jawbone down. No, right. no, no. no. Mm-hmm. Uh, Poor Marie. It I, was I feel two, mad about Marie right now. Please don't. It was two weeks before her 38th birthday. Her body was thrown into an unmarked grave in uh, the Met whatever cemetery. The remains of the queen of this queen of France were buried by the state at the cost of less than two dollars. Both Marie Antoinette's and Louis the Sixteenth bodies were exhumed on January eighteenth of eighteen fifteen during the Bourbon Restoration, when a monarchy was restored. A Christian burial of the royal remains took place three days later uh, in the necropolis of French kings. At this some um, Basilia, mm-hmm. uh, I don't. So I, they had a proper saint, yeah. They buried him, mm-hmm. despite the guillotine being used as a method to use to kill the most powerful man, man and woman in Europe. It didn't go away. In fact, it would continue to be used in France for the next two centuries. The guillotine uh, remained France's standard method of judicial execution until the abolition of capital punishment in 1981. The last person guillotined in France was this guy with a really weird name, and it was on September 10th. <laughs> I was going to try that name. September 10th, try it, 1977. Try it. Try it. Hamida Abou. Jean Dubai. Okay. Okay. So the, and he had a couple. And, and he, he was executed when? In, in, uh, September, September 10th, 17, 1977. So right before the holidays. In like well, yeah, sucked for him. Was, yeah. He did. Yeah. Sucked for him big time. <laughs> it did. Sucked the big wang. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Brandy, any final thoughts on Marie Antoinette or the guillotine? No. I kind of liked her. and I'm I would, not surprised. I would do her. Not surprised by that either. Would you do the? You would not do the thirty-eight-year-old Marie Antoinette. No, but like the nineteen-year-old, yeah, twenty, yeah, yeah. But she had pubic lice. I don't she, care. I didn't know she had pubic lice. They all did. You know what? She dressed up like the little milkmaid. The little oh milkmaid. yeah, that would have been hot. Yeah, and yeah. Come get to get your little milk, your little stool. Come with this, baby. Come with this. <laughs> <laughs> we need, I don't know what you're getting excited about. <laughs> All you have to do is sit. We need to wrap this up. All you have to do is sit there and moo. Moo. <laughs> All right. So where can people find us, Brandy? They can find us on Stitcher. Facebook. 
uh, iTunes. Yeah, join our f- uh, Facebook page called History Dweebs the Podcast. And you can find us on uh, Twitter, Twitter. Uh, at History Dweebs One. Yep. And we'll see you all again next and time. Hold on, okay. The Colonel going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Okay. Right. About that. That's well, not involved with wrapping it up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Good day. Bye. Bye bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.